The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in just the same way. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dispensation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. 
Now the older son, who had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. I wish I could tell you that the homily was shorter than the gospel, but (laughs) who is Jorge Mario Bergoglio? You might recall that this was a question asked of the newly elected Pope Francis. He responded quite simply, I am a sinner. This is the most accurate definition. It is not a figure of speech, a literary genre. I am a sinner. The world was quite surprised at his response, and they were moved by his humility. But what if that question, that question, who are you, is placed before you and me? The answer is, quite frankly, the same. For yes, you and I are sinners. We don't like to think about ourselves as being sinners. And generally, we don't want to hear a whole lot about sin. But the fact of the matter is, we are. In Hebrew, the word sin comes from a verb, a verb meaning to miss the mark or to fall short. Don't we know all of us fall short? We fall short from being the people we are called to be and the people that we want to be. And so at times we are ungrateful, taking our blessings for granted and complaining, complaining we don't have enough. At times we are indulgent, wasting our time and our resources when we know so many are in need. At times we are impatient and hurtful and even nasty toward those we love. 
And the list for each of us could go on. Yes, you and I are sinners, but to conclude that somehow or another we are worthless or to beat ourselves up over this reality would be a mistake. It is also a mistake to treat our sins too lightly, to just brush them aside as somehow just part of what it means to be human. Thus, acknowledging our sinfulness is something very important to do. It's important in our spiritual journey and important, my brothers and sisters, for two reasons. First, when we acknowledge our sinfulness and our brokenness, we simultaneously open up our hearts. Think about it. We make room for God's grace in that moment. In a sense, we make room for God to act in our lives. The younger son in our parable this morning is a wonderful example of that. We're told in the story that he is lost. For I suspect that no part of the pleading of the father could have brought him back or ever convinced him not to run off. It is only when he comes to his senses, when he can see all of his sinfulness and the effect that it has had on his life, it is only then that he is able to start his journey home. For it's only as he looks around at the swine he is tending and at the very pitiful state of his life that he can make a decision, a decision to return home to his father. Think about it. It is the same for you and me. It's only when we can see our sinfulness and sometimes the pitiful state of our own lives that you and I can decide to return home, to make our way back to our Father. And yet how often, if you're like me, do we stay in denial or desperately try to manage everything alone? How often do we not take advantage of that extraordinary gift in our church, the sacrament of reconciliation. And yet, you and I have a loving Father who yearns, yearns to have us return home. God waits for us, just like that Father in our parable, so eager to embrace us. What we need to do is to recognize that we need him and then take that first step, just that first step towards home. Second, when we acknowledge our sinfulness, then we also open up our hearts to grow, to grow in compassion for others. When we see how we have missed the mark, then we can be more clear in looking at our brothers and sisters and realize they also struggle. 
for probably every one of us in this church can resonate with St. Paul's words that he wrote in the letter to the Romans. For I do not do what I want, but I do what I hate. Seeing our sinfulness reminds us of something important. It reminds us that you and I are not perfect. And recognizing that about ourselves gives us greater patience with others. Others who are like us, they are weak. When we are always criticizing and judging others, I suspect it's very likely in those moments that we're rather blind or in denial about our own sinfulness, which I suspect was the case for the older brother we meet in our story today. Clearly, he stayed home. Clearly, he did not squander his inheritance. In all practical purposes, he was the good son. But no one lives a perfect life. No one can say they have never sinned. And so his blindness regarding his own imperfection, well, we know it made him unforgiving. It made him jealous. And it made him cold-hearted. And we also know that is not a good place, a place that any of us want to be. You and I, Well, we don't want to be sinners, but that is who we are. And there is nothing wrong in claiming that truth. And if you think about it, it's actually a very good thing. For when we do, for when we do that, we are better able, better able to recognize our need for God, better able to love God and to grow closer to him. And surely, surely we are better able to love our neighbor as ourself. As I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, this is Catechetical Sunday. And so right now, as we together profess our faith, right now, anybody who is a catechist at any level in any way in teaching the faith in our parish, please come forward before the altar. And as they do so, we profess that faith that they promote. I believe in one God. <laughs> 